This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. Now, a lot of you out there are snowbirds, and you may be getting ready for your trip south as we speak now. And it's more complicated than packing your swimsuit and summer stuff. You need to prepare for your medical and pharmaceutical needs while you're away, and that's everything from getting and correctly packing and storing your medication supply to vaccinations and precautionary shots. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. I know there are ads for some of these things on television, like do you need it? Where do you need it for? Uh, So I am here with our trusted contributor, from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, pharmacist John Puppesturgio. Before we go to John, let me give you the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And as always, uh, John is happy to answer all of your questions regarding things pharmaceutical. Welcome, John. Thanks for yeah, being it's here. It's great to be back. Okay, so um, a lot of people are getting ready to go. It's that time of year. I start. You, you, it's almost like clockwork. December first hits, and we start getting the requests in the pharmacies for, you know, our seniors and other patients that are planning to travel, go down south, go to Europe, go on vacation. Uh, the advice I have uh, to everyone out there is: don't leave it to the last second, because we get this all the time. You know, I'll get someone run into the pharmacy, and we'll be. You know, on my flights in two hours, I got to get my stuff. And and occasionally, you know, patients will have things that we don't regularly have in stock or we filled a lot of it in that particular day and, you know, we're in short supply or whatnot. So give the pharmacy some notice, especially if you're going away for a longer period of time, because some some of our snowbirds will go away for three months. That's a substantial amount of medication that you're taking with you. Right. And I, I think we've talked about this before a little bit, that depending on what kind of a plan you're on, if you are on a plan or whether it's the Ontario drug plan, they will, they will um, generally not give you a three-month supply at a time. So you have to arrange for that. Yeah, that's a great point. It's something I don't, I don't always mention, and uh, I think it's very important. With Ontario benef- uh, drug benefit, there is something called a vacation supply. So we're fortunate enough with the Ontario public plan that if you're going away for lar- longer than three months, we could actually get like this consent form signed and we're able to, to do two fills for you. So we could give you up to six months, which is good. I mean, uh, that, that'll hold those patients over that are traveling for longer. But for all you on private drug plans, that's not necessarily the case. Some of them won't go beyond a month. Some of them won't, definitely won't go, on be, uh, go beyond three months. Uh, we have to contact them, get uh, a vacation uh, access released. And it's not always easy. And some just don't do it. They'll just say, hey, listen, if you're going 
beyond uh, three months, you're going to have to pay out of pocket and submit the receipts later. And that's uh, unfortunately what you have to do occasionally. But, uh, you know, it can be an added cost. So you got to think about that before you go. Well, yeah, not just an added cost, but in, you know, you're talking about not leaving it to the last minute. If you're talking consent forms and... Oh, you can't get that done last minute. No, for sure. Yeah. And that, in that scenario, what we would do is we'd fill the prescriptions and we'd have the patients submit the receipts. But some of these drugs are real expensive now. So patients aren't aware that, hey, three months of, uh, you know, drug X could be like $2,000. And uh, uh, they're so used to the insurance paying for it. And when they find out it's, you know, I've got to pay out of pocket, that's a substantial increase, right? Right. So, um and okay, so so people uh, like how much time do you need? Yeah, generally? like I mean, you know, if you want to be safe, give, give the pharmacy at least two three days. Uh, generally, we're able to order medication the day before, so the next day it's there. Uh, just so we could give you the full quantity, you know, you have everything before you go. If you get your medications dispensed in compliance packs, so those are the packs that we do weekly for uh, for patients, and we do do that for many of our patients. We're happy to get it done for you if you're going away for, you know, two months. That would be uh, eight packs, for example. That you got to give us more notice. So usually, you know, a week or so, so we could get all that prepared, figure out the billing and everything else, and then have you ready to go. Uh, also remember, if you're going to be traveling with that much medication, be prepared that you may get questioned at the airport, and that's something that comes up all the time you know you got six months supply you don't know like that's a, a huge volume of medication sometimes and uh, especially if you're taking that on your carry-on uh, uh, you can make it asked by airport authorities you know where you're going why do you need it for um, always make sure everything's labeled um, pharmacies can provide a letter for you and I've done that for patients traveling with injectables as well just give them a letter so uh, if customs has any questions uh, usually we can answer it through that and, uh, yeah, it all sounds pretty complicated. Do you recommend these compliance packs? For whom do you recommend it? Yeah, you know, uh, anyone having challenges remembering when to take their medication, patients with complex drug regimens, because some patients are on regimens, they got to take 12, 14 pills a day. Um, it just helps keep the medication straight, helps you from taking a, a certain doses twice or forgetting to take the, the doses. Anyone that has a caregiver, I find it makes it easier. We do a lot of that uh, type of business. And I think it helps with overall patient adherence. I think it is important. So if you're wondering about that, it's a free service. Ask your pharmacist. Uh, um, I know at Chopper's Drug Mart, we offer it for free. I think many other pharmacies do as well. Just ask your pharmacist, say, hey, I'm having some challenges remembering to take my medications. Could you hook me up with a compliance pack? It's no problem. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, uh, and even it's just an over-the-counter thing, I can't remember right after I've popped the pill if I've taken it or not. Oh, yeah. Well, that happens have to count. all the time. And we'll, we'll even put the over-the-counter medications in there as well. So we've got the whole regimen uh, taken care of. I have patients that are on, like, three drugs they want in a compliance pack, and that's okay. It just keeps it, keeps it uh, easier for them, uh, you know, throughout the day to remember when to take their meds. So it, it works. If, you, if it's something you're interested in, let your pharmacist know. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a call from Bob in Burlington. Hello, Bob. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. I realized you guys talked about this the other day, but uh, I, I didn't hear an answer. Is this... Uh, Shingles vaccine, a once, one-time thing, or should you get it repeatedly? You're talking about the new shingles, Shingrix. Well, not necessarily. I haven't. I got a shingles vaccine maybe four or five years ago, and I'm not sure whether I should get another one soon or. How old are you, Bob? Uh, Sixty-eight. 
okay, this is a great question, a question we get all the time, actually, in the pharmacy world. And I do a lot of work, actually, in this space, so I get to see all the new uh, uh, literature. The reality is with Zostavac, so that's the live vaccine, the original shingles vaccine, there's no need for a booster up to this point. The vaccine's been available for about 10 years. The evidence suggests that uh, up to this point, we don't need a booster. The antibodies kind of hold up. That being said, I imagine with most live attenuated vaccines, at some point, the data may flip as we have more and more experience and the vaccine's been out longer and longer. There may be a time that comes and if, say you got your vaccine when you were 50, right? Mm-hmm. When you're 70, you might need a booster. We don't know that yet because the vaccine hasn't been uh, out for long enough. So at this point, no, it's a once uh, one shot, one shot deal. We have a you mentioned you mentioned Shingrix. We have another. We, we did we did a, a program on Shingrix uh, this week, and uh, we had one of the researchers who was investigating it, uh, as well as Andre Picard. And just to uh, refresh our listeners' memory, there's a new vaccine called Shingrix. It's, it's going to be available here in January. It's um, more effective. It's uh, over ninety percent effective compared to over fifty percent for. Zostavax, uh, and uh, we don't even know how much it's going to cost, but it's it's going to cost money. So a couple a couple of things. We know the eff- effectiveness is through the roof. It's an awesome dr- uh, awesome vaccine. It works amazing. Prevents shingles. Pre- prevents neuropathy. I do have a couple of concerns with it. And I think this is going to uh, come up more and more in the discussions. We're talking about a two dose vaccine as opposed to one, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. And we know historically with vaccines, uh, patients get one, they never come back for the second dose. With that vaccine, you got to come back for the second dose. There's not a lot of evidence to suggest with one dose it does much. So uh, that's going to be one, you know, one important consideration. The other uh, consideration is there have been reports of grade three re- side effects reactions with that vaccine. So it can uh, cause quite a bit of uh, arm uh, inflammation and pain after in the original study. So it's just things to think about. So for all you that have had uh, your Zostavax already, talk to your doctor about Shingrits. You may not need it. Uh, you may be uh, okay with the original uh, vaccine. And uh, the other thing is coverage. We don't know. It doesn't look like uh, uh, OIP will cover it right away. Uh, it's going to take a while probably to get that covered. So it may not be 2018. You may have to pay out of pocket. But uh, I don't. Uh, I think this uh, uh, issue between the vaccines is so cut and dry yet because uh, uh, we know um, Zostavax is very, very well tolerated. Let's see how this uh, plays out once it comes available to the public. Okay. When we were talking to the researcher, they said the side effects were not a big deal. Ooh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, you know, because uh, we give vaccines in pharmacies now. Yeah. So, you know, the worst thing that could happen is if you have the patient in, they they get, uh, you know, a shot, their arm swells up. They're not going to come back for the second dose. That, that's my concern. And then what do you do then? Like, they're not covered after, right? So um, uh, hopefully uh, uh, that's not the case and it plays out very well. But the efficacy data is outstanding. So we know it works very, very well. we got to uh, deal with the two doses, I what, guess. What, is, is, is there any harm? Like, if I decide, oh, well, I'm going to take a chance and, and get that new new version of it. Is there any harm in getting it done? No, absolutely no harm. We have that evidence as well, and they have had one large trial where they vaccinated patients that also had Zostavax. Uh, What was interesting is we thought, 
hey, maybe because you had the first vaccine, your your protection would be even even better. It doesn't seem like that. I think the two vaccines work so differently that uh, it's like you never had uh, the other one. Uh, it, you know, the titers uh, end up being about the same. So absolutely, if uh, you're at high risk, you're worried about it, you want that extra protection once it becomes available, talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacist, but it'd be safe to take that vaccine as well. Very good. Thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. Oh, okay. Um, Right now, we have to take a quick break. Before we go to break, I'll give the numbers out again. I'm here with John Pepistergio, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Uh, We were talking about tips for snowbirds. um, And, uh, you know, he's here to answer any of your questions about any medications you may be on or are thinking of. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-866. 744 740, and we'll be right back. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. I'm here with John Papastergio, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And we've been talking about snowbirds and advice for snowbirds. What do you have to do to take care of your medical needs while you're away? We're talking about how to get uh, all the medication you need. Don't leave it to the last minute. You might need forms, consents extra refills. Uh, But John, um, let's turn our attention to some of these extra vaccines we see on TV ads. You know, uh, if you're at a resort, you might expose yourself to hep A or B, uh, you know, by getting a pedicure or having a drink with ice in it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, vaccination prior to travel is very, very important. Depending on where you're going, you, you, you may need uh, more vaccines than, than other destinations. With something as simple as going down south, I mean, I wouldn't uh, travel to the Caribbean and, and, and you know, South America without uh, getting at least your hepatitis vaccinations and making sure they're up to date. Because, you know, in some parts of the world, you, you see uh, much more uh, uh, circulation of hep A in particular, but also hep B and hep C, right? So uh, we have a vaccine for it. Easy to do. It's called uh, Twinrix. Twinrix. Yeah, Twinrix will do Hep A and B. Uh, Some plans cover it, some don't. Uh, It's well worth the investment if you're paying out of pocket because for anyone that's had hepatitis, we know Hep B and C are chronic diseases, right? So once you get it, I mean, it's uh, quite a journey to eradicate it. We do have some newer therapies that work now. Hep A is more acute. You get really, really sick, but eventually goes, uh, uh, goes away. Either or, it's something we could avoid, get that. There's another oral vaccine for traveling to the south called Ducoral. It's a, a vaccine that helps prevent travelers' diarrhea. So, I took that last year before I went to India. Yeah, did it did it work? Well, <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get uh, sick at so, all. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, it worked. It, uh, you know, I, I get patients inevitably that come back and say I still got sick. Listen, the vaccine doesn't cover every you know bacterial strain that could cause travelers' diarrhea out there, but it does uh, cover some of the very, very common ones. E. coli for sure. So if, if you're going to certain parts of the world, we could predict if the vaccine's going to uh, work for you, and it's something I recommend as well. Then if you go, you're going to more exotic locations, I think it's well worth uh, uh, visiting a travel uh, medical clinic before to make sure all your other vaccines are up to date because worst thing you want to do is be on uh, you know vacation and get uh, ill. Uh, uh, obviously, it'll ruin your entire trip. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Betty in Font Hill. Hello, Betty. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, hi. I just want to ask a pharmacy. 
I'm taking a travel ban for my glaucoma jobs. Yeah. And I, but for my dry eye, can I use high low? Yeah, you, you, you just want to use something for your dry eye as well. Right, uh-huh. in the daytime. Yeah, can absolutely. I use high low? Yeah, you absolutely you can. Uh, oh. Just don't use them at the same time. You just don't want to dilute the travitan drops, right? So mm-hmm. that's at night time. I use. Yeah. So yeah. other than that, you're yeah. You could use any of the uh, the uh, over the uh, over the counter medications for dry eye. They're perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. Just uh, keep them separate. You don't want to dilute that travitan at bedtime. But other than that, should be fine. So Hilo is okay with travitan uh, because. I'm using Travatan all the time. No problem. It's no fine. No problem. Huh? Okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. No okay. Problem. You're thank you. very welcome. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, we just we were talking about vaccination. The other big one is uh, influenza vaccination. Get it before you travel. There's some. We're already reporting uh, quite a bit of influenza starting to circulate. Last thing you want to do is get the flu when uh, when you're traveling. Uh, it seems like it's a it's a more virulent strain this year. Uh, uh, people are getting quite ill. Get your flu shot. It's available in pharmacies. It's free. You just got to go in with your health card. Uh, we've got vaccine. It's in stock. We've done a lot of flu shots this year. I think more so uh, than any previous year. But uh, it's available for everyone. So you can get in there if you can. Um, I saw some data. Unfortunately, that this year's flu vaccine is not as effective as in previous years. And, you know, honestly, I was hesitating about whether to talk about that because I thought, well, it's going to discourage people from getting the shot and you're really better off getting the shot, whatever the effectiveness, right? Yeah. So, I I mean, I heard of that, too. From what I heard, they were comparing that to... Like, I'm not sure where they're getting that data from because we're just getting circulating strains right now. So I was wondering if they were comparing it to last year's strain and the efficacy of this year's vaccine. I'm not exactly sure. The reality is, even when the the, uh, vaccine is not 100% efficacious, what you are protecting yourself uh, against is the more serious complications. So say you get vaccinated, you still get the flu. I guarantee you that course of the flu is going to be less intense than if you weren't vaccinated at all. Because you're going to get the, the antibodies uh, will be there that will at least recognize uh, uh, the virus somewhat. It may not prevent it entirely. It's the same thing we see with shingles, right? You could still get shingles when you get vaccinated uh, uh, against it. But the reality is in those patients that get shingles, the course is way, way less intense. And and uh, that's the, uh, you know, the benefit of vaccination that we don't sometimes talk about. Uh, yeah, you may still get the infection, but I guarantee you, you're not going to die from it. And that's, uh, and that's what we worry about with the flu. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give the numbers out again because we still have a few minutes left where we can take calls and questions from people. I'm with our trusted contributor, pharmacist John Papasturgio from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And he's taking your calls and questions at 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 40, and we're talking about getting ready for the winter, uh, especially for snowbirds who are going away. And, uh, you know, you need, first of all, to make sure you've got insurance if you're going to the States. Absolutely. The other, you know, thing with, uh, you know, this time of year is you're going to be... Uh 
uh, you're going to be, you know, with family, friends, uh, parties, maybe having some drinks, your diet's going to change. Take the, you know, take into consideration what meds you're taking as well, because a lot of the medications, especially for patients with diabetes, you know, they're really, uh, they work in conjunction with your diet. So, uh, you know, uh, try to limit kind of the fatty meals, uh, the carbs and whatnot if you're diabetic. If you're, uh, you know, uh, planning to have some drinks, ask your pharmacist if your medication is okay with alcohol. We see it all the time this time of year. The parties start uh, uh, raging and people just kind of throw out uh, all the limitations from the previous uh, months out the window, and they can get into problems with uh, drug interactions and uh, uh, particularly with alcohol, but with other foods as well. Okay, let's uh, take a question from Fred in Brantford. Hi, Fred. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. Uh, I have a question for the pharmacist. Um, I had a little boat with the shingles here all about eight, eight, nine months ago. Uh, thank God it wasn't a real severe boat, but I, wasn't, I had no uh, vaccine or nothing. Can you catch it again uh, once you've had the shingles? Can you catch it again without having a vaccine? Great question, yeah. So uh, you absolutely can catch it again. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, a 6% risk uh, to get a second infection if you've had one before. But in those higher-risk groups, it can be higher. And it's not really, you know, you're, you. s- you're saying catching the vaccine. It's not really catching it, right? We all have the virus in us if we've had chicken pox. So it's just kind of lingering in your body. It's been there probably most of your life. As you get older, as your immune system becomes a little bit more uh, weakened or suppressed, you get sick, a cold, and that's when it just kind of decides to pop up. And that's when we see these episodes of shingles. So just a minute, um, Fred, are you saying that you had shingles, but you didn't get vaccinated during or after or before? Exactly. I didn't have the vaccine, but I I had a boat with the shingles. I'm 75, and I had a boat with the shingles, and it wasn't a severe boat. But I'm just wondering if you can catch it again and, and without taking the vaccine. Yeah, what John was saying, that it's not something that you catch. It's something that's in your body that, you know, flares up. Uh, John, should he so, get the vaccine? Absolutely. You know what? Uh, you've had a course. Uh, your second course could be worse. You never know. Um, uh, generally, we say you don't get vaccinated for that first year after you've had a course. So you said it's been eight months. You'd wait about, uh, you know, three, four months, and then you could get vaccinated. And the reason we say that is because you've just had a course of shingles, you actually have immunity now because your body responded to it naturally. So no no point to get the vaccine now. As a rule of thumb, we wait to a year or after, and then you could get vaccinated. Uh, you know, with respect to you, you, you'll have two options now, either the Zostavax or the Shingrix, uh, uh, but you could definitely uh, consider it. I would get it if I were you if i've had it once uh you don't want a worst case it seems like you got lucky you didn't have a real bad case uh and and like we said here in ontario uh um well if you qualify uh zostavax is free we don't know what's going to happen with yeah the the doctor did say you're going to have to wait another year to get vaccinated uh but i just wonder if it was necessary to get it but i guess uh so it's a good idea. It's a good idea, Fred. Like uh, you were lucky, you didn't get the neuropathy that uh, some patients get. That that could be chronic and last years. Uh, really affects the quality of life of uh, some of our patients. So uh, you did get lucky. You were able to fight it off. I wouldn't chance it again, even if you're six or seven percent low risk. Uh, get it. It's worth it. You don't have to worry about it after. Uh huh. I just have one little thing to say about people out there that because I had it. And I caught it very early. I had this a burning feeling in in in, in where I got the where I had the shingles across the, the, my uh, my waist a bit and my one leg, and it was there for a day or two. And I went to the doctor for another thing. I just happened to mention it to him, 
and he put me on medication right away. So, yeah, it yeah. seems like he saw it early, which is great, too. And I heard about some of the symptoms, and he put me on medication, and maybe that's why I didn't get it as severely as I would have got it normally. That could be. Uh, it could have been those antivirals. We don't know how well those actually really work, but either or, uh, you know, you got it early. You got away with uh, no neuropathy. Let's uh, get you vaccinated so you don't have to worry about it again. You recommend, you recommend it again. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, then. Okay. Thank you a lot. No problem. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, he, yeah. he got lucky. We I always, I have patients that come in that didn't get the vaccine, and then they get a course of shingles, and they get the neuropathy and everything, and they're like, John, I wish I listened to you the first time around, because it can be very, very bad. It seems like Fred got pretty lucky there. Well, exactly, and uh, that's interesting. Uh, we're basically out of time, but what are some of the symptoms? Burning sensation, weird is like... Go yeah, check it out right yeah. away. What burning itchiness? Sometimes uh, that 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 happens before you even see the the rash uh, erupt. Mm-hmm. Once you see the rash, then it's full blown. You're going to get the itchiness, uh, some pussing, uh, you know, very uncomfortable pain to touch. Even your clothes rubbing against it could be painful. And the worst case scenario is. Once the rash uh, resolves, you get that neuropathy or the pain, itchiness persisting at that site for months or years, even though the rash is gone. Okay. That is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. John Puppesturge, you are trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thank you so much for stopping by. And, uh, of course, Merry Christmas if uh, we don't see you yeah, again until after the holidays. And uh, right now we break for traffic and news. Remember, tomorrow is Free For All Friday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.